Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, it is Friday Eve. How you doing? This is basically my Friday because I work four 10-hour shifts for my day job, which I love. I um, love it is great. Yeah. Having the three day weekend every week. So like people are talking about Memorial Day weekend. It's like three day weekend and I'm like four. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so this is basically my Friday. So I, I'm doing great. Let me ask you this. I actually saw it on a news article. What would be the better day off? I know that you're going to be biased because you like Fridays off. Do you think Monday is more appealing if you were to choose or is Friday your, your way? You're rolling into the weekend. You're good. Thursdays, you're really your Friday, not the Sunday scaries where you really want Monday off. You like that? Uh, okay. I think this is, man, I have a lot of opinions on this in my mind. Go ahead. Okay. So the first one for me personally, I like Friday normally, but during the season, I take mm-hmm. Monday off because that's when I'll do all of my videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I am lucky enough to be able to get next day all 22. So I just go through that the next day. If I was working by myself and nobody depended on me Friday, which is me right now, not that nobody ever depends on me, but like, I'm not part of like a crew, a team where like, mm-hmm. if I don't show up, like they have such a harder day. If I was part of that and we all agreed, or, uh, if I was part of a team, and, you know, we all just picked whatever days that was our day off Monday because, you know, everybody's or pick Monday because Monday sucks. And Friday, this is a selfish decision. Friday, if you work a Friday, like everybody's mailing it in. 100%. <laughs> so like I would much rather work that. Day. Like what's the point of skipping that day at that point? It was like I went to school on senior skip day. I missed 20 days my senior year, which was fine because 21 was the max. <laughs> I was that type of person. Um, so, uh, and then senior skip day, I went. I was like, why would I skip this day? Dude, we're going to play like Uno all day and do nothing. This is the day I'm going. No, I, I feel the same way. I'm more of a, I get the Sunday scaries and I love my job, but I get Sunday scaries thinking about Monday. And you know how Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays go. Fridays, you're right. You're just like, you know what? It's going to be pretty easy. I know I'm going to get done right around uh, noon, but I'll finish the day out at four. 
so I've always wondered that people who have the four tens, and that was just something I, I always kind of wanted wanted to know when it comes to a schedule. But uh, we'll get back to Bengals because this topic, you know, it hasn't been played out or anything like that when it comes to the offseason. It's the Jonah Williams topic. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I thought we all had uh, just a agreement over the last month or so that Jonah Williams is going to come back. We don't know if he's going to be the starting right tackle. Joe Mixon That's... is going to be the running back this year. Mm -hmm. And I thought we were just going to agree that they would both have the best season that they could possibly have. And we were over the discussion of debates on who, where, when, what's going to happen. I'm over it. What's going on? Well, we're not, I guess. I am. I'm done. I mean, I won technically, right? <laughs> My side was always keep Jonah, keep Joe. And that's what they did. So I was like, this is great for me. Um, so and it's weird being there because the two sides, like the Venn diagram is like the people that are too anti uh, Joe Mixon are also too pro Jonah Williams. And the people that are too anti Jonah Williams are too pro Joe Mixon. And then I live in that tiny sliver in the middle of the Venn diagram where I think they're both fine. Like, Joe Mixon is, I think, good, and Jonah Williams is fine, and that's both something you want to keep on your team. I guess the quick thing I'll say is just we don't need to do this. You know, this team is awesome. This team went to a Super Bowl and then an AFC Championship game. How is it that the fan base is not overly happy? Like I, as a kid, as a teenager, I would be dreaming of this. Like I – and it's where I am right now. It's like, I can't get mad. Like, I, like most things, I, I'm not really upset. Like, I don't know. If they did move on from Mixon and Jonah, I wouldn't be furious or something. I just, like, I trust the front office to do the right thing at this point because until they show otherwise, that's what they've done every year. Um, man, I just, I can't. I can't muster any energy anymore. I don't think either side really is doing good faith arguments at this point. We've hashed the discussion. I think early on there were some good points made on both sides. Yeah. And um, I, I lean, I guess, in the Jonah Williams debate, I lean pro-Jonah. Uh, not that I am fully in thinking. I don't think he's a great tackle. I just think he's starting level. And um, I'm just done with the debate because it just goes to the same. <sighs> it's talking to a brick wall. It's like if you weren't here on the podcast – and Nick, he could be back there not talking back to me. And nothing was recording. This didn't go anywhere. And I just sat in front of my computer and talked at it for about 45 minutes and then left. And, like, nobody ever heard it. Nobody – because nobody's listening on either side. You know, it's just we've made our points. You are where you are. That's where it stands. We don't need to figure out who's starting at right tackle June 1st. We can figure that out in August. Uh, and that's what the preseason is for. So I look forward to that a little bit. A little right tackle battle. Um, yeah. Probably just the two. I don't think Collins will be healthy. And then I also don't think, I, I don't think Cody Ford and Hakeem Adenogy are serious candidates. Although if I had to bet on one, it would be Adenogy just because I've seen him play right tackle. And I think the coaching staff likes him a bit more than fans who are rooting for him to, I don't know, never touch an NFL field again. Anyway, uh, I'm not. I'm hoping no. that he sticks on a team, at least somewhere, even if it's not the Bengals. Just rooting for the guy to succeed. His sixth round, seventh, seventh round pick. Anyway, Six. that's a uh, sixth, seventh. <laughs> it was one of the picks that I would look at and go, I'm not writing about that. <laughs> He's made a great career out of it.
yeah, the whole Hakeem Adeniji thing, look, we've watched this offensive line deal with plenty of injuries, and I'm not pointing saying, oh, he would be an answer on the line. I hope he's there as depth piece. I hope that Hakeem Adeniji is just there on the sidelines and, you know, just in case, you know, for a rep or two. But uh, I don't have a problem with him being on this roster as a depth. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's just going around and around and around and again. And we've talked about Jonah Williams and Joe Mixon plenty over the last few months. And, and to your point, I mean, I think this is the biggest thing. This is one of the best times to be a Bengals fan that I, that I can remember um, growing up during, you know, just the bad seasons. Then obviously the Andy Dalton years of 2011 to 2015, where nothing was going, they were, they would go to the playoffs and nothing would happen after that. It was heartbreak in the postseason, And now it's like, it's realistic to say, mm, this team should be back in the AFC championship game and, and don't take it for granted, but how fun that has been over the last two years, not the ending, but the the season of it, the excitement of this offense, this defense, Louie and Aruma, all of that. Let's have those discussions. Let's talk about the good things that we're seeing instead of just finding a debate on something that's just nonsense. And I agree with you when it comes to competition for the right tackle position, that's going to be fun. Look, at the end of the day, the Cincinnati Bengals, it isn't about how much money that that player is making. They're not going to put them out as a starter if they aren't the best player mm -hmm. to be out there. They will put the best offensive line pieces on the field. I trust that. If they feel stronger about another player, well, guess what? He has training camp and a little bit of preseason reps to prove it. So end of story. That's all I really want to talk about when it comes to that. And I would like us to move on and maybe Twitter move on to something else and more exciting. I know there's not a whole lot going on, but there's still a lot of fun players on this team and, and it just gets, man, it's just exhausting. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It makes you want to log off of it and just get back on when there's another day of news. Uh, but, but some good news. I saw this article actually yesterday, sports illustrated Connor Orr put this out there and uh, bold predictions for the 2023 season. And one of the things that really caught my eye was Joe Burrow on the graphic. And it said the Bengals over the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I think he said meat. I don't think he said over, did he? I don't want to misquote him. I thought it just said that they meet in the Super Bowl. Well, he might have predicted it, though. He was very pro-Bengals. He's looking at my phone right now, but I have the graphic of that, and now I need to know if that's what he said. Bengals over the 49ers. Oh, he Super said Bowl. it. Wow. Whoa. Okay. That's even better. Oh, I just thought he was, you know, taking a little bit of the, like, ah, yeah. they'll play. <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot of so Super Bowl he... predictions are like that. It's like, those two teams will play in the Super Bowl, and that's where they leave it. It's like, oh, I like the over. My Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
Well, my favorite thing about it is you're we're sitting at June 1st when we record this. You're going to listen to it on June 2nd. And it is bold. People are not not that saying the Bengals would play the 49ers in, in the Super Bowl. That's not bold. But overall, you can just say whatever you want right now. And it's a lot of mm-hmm. fun. And we can get excited about it. And I love hearing that because one of the things, it's so crazy how close this team was to they were so a play away from playing the 49ers before playing the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. You see the Niners last year. They almost had a shot at playing the Niners again in, in the uh, Super Bowl, but obviously both teams lost. And it's just crazy how close it's been. And it honestly just feels like it should happen that way. Joe Burrow's first Super Bowl win would be over the 49ers, a team that this team struggled with in past Super Bowls and fell to. And it feels full circle. Like it's going to happen. It needs to happen. And both teams are, they should be legit this year. So I don't know. I love that bold prediction. And you mentioned there were other things. There were other nuggets in uh, Connor Orr's piece too. Okay. But I was going to quickly do the Chiefs. Bengals or Chiefs. Oh my goodness. Well, they are going to play probably twice this year, but the 49ers Bengals Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, two things. One, it would be very cathartic to beat the 49ers for your first Super Bowl after losing to Joe Montana twice, yada, yada. How nervous are you like that week going in? Like, why is it the 49ers? That why is it like we have such bad luck against? Because that would be going through my mind. I never even watched those games. I'd just be like, why the 49ers? <laughs> so. You remember, so I will be completely honest with you. The Bengals played the first AFC championship game. When they played the Kansas City Chiefs, they won. That was the 4 o'clock game. Mm-hmm. And I will be, I, I was so. I was so, rooting for the 49ers. But I was so excited that I didn't even watch most of the Niners and, and, and Rams game because I was just so excited and happy and just celebrating and couldn't believe that they were going to the Super Bowl. And then I started to watch a little bit of the game and I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to play the 49ers. They're going to play the 49ers in the Super Bowl. It's finally going to happen. And we remembered what happened in Joe's game. I, I said it's my favorite Joe Burrow loss in the fourth quarter, the way he was playing with Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. He was playing lights out, and you know everybody knows what happened um, towards the end of the game. But I thought, here's the revenge game for Joe. He's going to he's gonna beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl, and the story's going to be over, and he's going to have his first ring. And then that play happened where he didn't catch the ball. I want to say it was an interception. He could have had an interception. Yeah, just, uh, was it Jaquiski Tart? Somebody safety didn't catch the ball. Yeah, it should have been an arm punt from Stafford, but dropped it. Um, my funny thing about that is I drank too much during the AFC Championship game to calm nerves mostly, but then sure. I had a little bit of celebration right after, and uh, I uh, puked in front of my mom and passed out for that game. Anytime to be able to do that, you had a good reason. I was with my parents too. I'm not going to lie because I didn't want to be out in public watching that game. I was like, no nope. way. Oh, but I- my fiance threw a Super Bowl party thinking like, oh, if the Bengals win, it'll be so fun. And I kept going, if the Bengals lose, it won't be fun. Like, I'm not no. angry. I don't get angry or anything. But the entire time, like, I got like two comments because usually I'm very lively. And I was just sitting there, like a hat facing forward, staring sternly at the TV. And I think the only time I made any type of noise, what, there were two moments, three, both Matt Stafford interceptions and the T. Higgins long touchdown. I literally jumped up and started screaming. But other than that, I just kind of like sat there. <laughs> Even through the good halftime show, I was just sitting there in silence, just staring at it. <laughs> like, it was pretty good. <laughs> I was, in, I, I was in nosebleeds. And oh, yeah, was, you were there. I was looking for the flag at the end. I thought there was going to be a flag. They were going to get another chance. Um, oh. and, and then I just said. Uh, uh, yeah. And it wasn't so much the uh, structure of the defense. 
But man, that is also why I want to play the 49ers. I know they have a really, really good defense, but when I was looking at it, I was like, man, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, especially Von Miller and Aaron Donald. Because I was like, ah, the Bengals wide receivers against anybody, I feel fine. Even Jalen Ramsey, who I thought at that time was probably still the best cornerback in the league. But Von Miller and Aaron Donald against this Bengals offensive line. I know the 49ers have Nick Bosa and they've got Eric Armstead and all these other guys, but I watched that Panthers Broncos Super Bowl. I watched it with my eyes. I saw what Von Miller does when it's Super Bowl time. I don't believe that there's a lot of, I don't believe in the clutch thing for a lot of players. I think most people fall in the middle, but I do think Von Miller and maybe Aaron Donald are kind of the uh, turn it up when the lights go on, kind of like mm-hmm. Andy Dalton convinced me that you can turn it off when the lights go on as well. What, like, this sample what? size is too big with Dalton. <laughs> this, there's something. So moral of the story, we want the Bengals to face the 49ers. Um, get get back to the Super Bowl, face them. I would feel good about it. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be next season. It'll probably but... be Kyle Shanahan, right? <laughs> He'll probably just walk out there. Third no, quarterback, we... it's me. Call my own number. I still felt so terrible for them in the NFC Championship game. Oh, uh, no. I just – like – the Purdy thing, it was like sending him back out there with the injury. I was just like, just I just use McCaffrey, I guess. But it's yeah. your playbook is already there's no passing plays. It's gonna be no different. And it stunk. That just that game just stunk. I hated it. I just felt bad. I thought the Eagles were gonna win either way, too. And now that gives you like the whole like, well, did they deserve to be there? Would they have beaten a fully healthy 49ers team it's like well I thought so but Definitely. I guess we'll never know yeah we'll never know but if I was an Eagles fan I'd be like oh McCaffrey's the quarterback this is great so I'm gonna go ahead and buy my Super Bowl ticket um but yeah man. I probably would have if I was gonna go I probably would have bought my Super Bowl ticket right when he got hurt like I'm pretty confident I don't want to wait for this price to go up 100 percent. but uh but yeah no it's it's a really great piece um I, I want to say he had uh MVP conversation for Joe Burrow that's mm-hmm. always gonna be he said wins I love that. Well, let me ask you this, because we can do bold predictions. We can change this all the time when we'll do all the preseason awards, what's going to happen and everything like that. What are the better chances? What do you think is going to happen? The Bengals are in the AFC championship game and they win next year or Joe Burrow wins the MVP. Ooh. Uh, Wow. I am going to go... This is such a great question. <laughs> I almost wish it was a question asked on the next segment because I don't want to wait. I don't want to take too long, but I think just coin flip in the air. I just yell it out. Oh God, I'm gonna say Burrow MVP, and that has nothing to do with Bengals Super Bowl chances and everything to do with. I think that requires less injury luck. And I think it'll be harder for Mahomes to win another one. You know, sometimes Peyton Manning was gifted them in 2008. But, uh, you know, a lot of times when you win a couple, it gets harder to win it. Uh, And I think that could happen. So he has to be better than him or at least at the same level. I think if he and Mahomes have like a similar statistical year and they're both, I don't know, 13 and 4, 12 and 5, probably 13 and 4, one of them wins it. And uh, Ty might go to the guy who's never won it before. So that, I I guess, but mm, 
Yeah, part of me wants to go back now because I'm like, well, if Burrow misses like three games, he's probably dead in the water. So I don't know. Great question. Um, 51-49 Burrow MVP just because it requires less injury luck. I love it. He's been in the he should have been in the conversation over his whole entire time when he played a full season. So um, just you know, the start to both years. It, it is. It is the start. Down. It is the start. But uh, but no, we have plenty of offseason to talk about the positives. Joe Burrow, the outlook of 2023. I can't wait to get into all of that, what that looks like. And then training camp will be here before you know it. We can officially say it's going to be next month. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to all of your Twitter questions next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.